Hey guys, welcome to Two Truths and a Dirty Lie, a podcast about facts, figures, and weird things from the past. From I'm the here. annals of history. Oh. No, from the annals of history. What? Good morning. Good morning. Sorry, I Good forgot how to pronounce it. Morning to you. To you too. That's really how. I was wondering why you were so like the mic was right up to your lips. You were so excited. You had that one. No, I didn't. I didn't. That was an accident. Genuine accident from the annals of history. Each week, I hit Tim Tyre with three quote-unquote facts, and he has to figure out what is true and what is the dirty lie, what has actually happened in history. I'm in a bit of a... Like, I woke up this morning at 6.30 a.m. Good time to wake up. Um, really excited, because I knew no matter what happened today, yeah. today is the day that we're recording the Jean Bidel Bocasa episode. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And then I was driving here and then I saw Tinubu's face like seven times and I just had to keep telling myself like, it's okay. <laughs> He's everywhere, isn't he? He is everywhere. And like there's this new one that says say no to fake news, which I don't know. What's that about? Donald Trump changed the world in so many ways. So many horrible ways. I don't that, think like, I had heard the phrase fake news before Trump. And now it's so pervasive. But isn't Tinubu himself fake news anyways? Not fake trying. history. Bro, try and do a biography on that man. You will say allegedly until your lips fall off. Allegedly. S- supposedly. May have, might not have. We'll see. No, we won't. May be named, may not be named. Who knows? I wonder if he knows what is real and what is unreal at this point. I think most liars, especially the good ones, yeah. they believe their lies. I think so too. So... Good, yeah. good luck to everyone. I think they dreamed the lie so many times that it just becomes a memory. Mm, mm, yes. Yeah. Human re- memories are um, really bad. Like, yeah. uh, like we can... Easy really to ma- manipulate, easy to program. Anyways, if this man wins, I am going to join my uh, dentist in Canada. You're going to live with your dentist in Canada? No. My dentist has gone to Canada. Yeah. My vet has gone to Canada. Good place for vets. My banker has gone to Canada. Mm-hmm. It's really only left for... What am I going to do? You know, I was thinking about it. And for a long time, I was like, oh, I never go to Canada. I never immigrate to Canada. But I would simply because there are so many Nigerians there that I would you be home. Feel far away from I would home. be home. Should I tell you a fun fact? What? Um, my mom grew up in Canada. Before it was cool to be in Canada. Before it was cool. Yeah. You know, she was ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. And so growing up, I knew the Canadian national anthem. Do you still know it? I know, like, the opening part. Oh, Canada. Our home and native land. Oh, I didn't know there was more to it than that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I had to, I taught a class in Canadian anthem. You know, in school, you have, like, country day and stuff yeah. like that. So, my country was Canada. I taught the class Canadian national anthem. Wow. That might have been a manipulated memory. That might be real. Who knows? Who knows? So. Your classmates, actually. <laughs> yeah. If anyone, yeah. If anyone listened to this, went to Grange. Like, do you remember? The time I did so, I taught you the Canadian national anthem. And, yeah. you, were, and you were like, why is this happening? Why does she know this? I also knew the American national anthem, the French and the Nigerian. Oh, I, America. Is that... No. no. Okay. Gosh. Thank goodness. The only one I did not know, still don't know, is God Save the Queen. Which is weird. Cause no, the, Eng- the British national anthem is talking the hardest by gigs. Okay. That's a fact. Okay. Let's let's go to Bokasa. Or Dirty Lie. Who knows? That, that, I'm okay. I think um, it's a fact. Bokasa time. It is Bokasa time. So this week, I'm doing something a bit different. Because okay. every single fact 
and lie mm-hmm. is going to be about this man. Ooh. Yeah. This, this has inspired my next episode, by the way. Okay, because you don't understand. He... I was just I, like I was like I'm not gonna just choose one fact about this guy and then mm. bring other people in. He is his own man, bro. An institution, bro. Before I get into this, please, anyone who's listening to this, you enjoy like my voice, right? You enjoy listening to this podcast. Please leave a comment, subscribe, and share. Tell your friends, or we'll be taken off the air by the NCC. That is the Nigerian Communications Committee. Committee. Commission. Commission. The what? The they- NCC. Um, fun fact: I've actually had correspondence with the NCC for the past six, seven years. Why? Because I used to use Smile for my internet, and they were so bad that I wrote them several letters, and they wrote back to me saying, "Listen, um, the first six letters were weird, but it's getting really annoying. <laughs> and how can we help you? Wow. Help us! Help you stop sending letters." <laughs> Not this boy has come again. Yeah, no, I was like snitching every day. I was just typing letters. I like a good, like strongly worded letter. You know, I do enjoy a good strongly worded yeah. letter. By the end of this, I know you guys are going to crowdfund mm. a movie. Mm. And I, I want to be on the team. I want to play Bukasa. And then when people come over to my house, I'll be like, hey, listen, anything you want, have it. Mikasa Bukasa like Mikasa Tim so, okay, yeah. Jean Bedel Bukasa was the leader of the Central African Republic I would say leader because first he was president and then he declared himself president for life as many African leaders do and then he declared himself an emperor mm-hmm. Bukasa the first so let me give you the facts Number one, Jean Bedel Bukasa was seen as a very strong man with maybe superstitious powers. Ooh. He survived attempts on his life, including one where a grenade was thrown at his feet and he didn't jump, he just stood there. Survived. It, was like, it won't work. Yeah. Bad grenade. Yeah. The grenade was thrown at his feet by his son in law, by the way. Number two. Anything to impress. <laughs> I mean, like, if you don't like your father-in-law and you take it out, try to take him out with a hand grenade, mm-hmm. seems strange. Like, guns exist. Yes. <laughs> but dramatic people exist as well. Fair enough. Sometimes you have to make a statement. Fair enough. Blow his expectations away. Oh, man. Because of the grenade. Fact number two. Mohammed Gaddafi, one time a leader of Libya, in his bid to Islamize Sub Saharan Africa, paid Jean Bedel Bokassa $1 million to convert to Islam, then paid his ministers $100,000 to convert to Islam, and then paid the civil servants under them. $10,000 to convert to Islam. And uh, Jean Bedel was like, <laughs> sounds like a, a good deal. So then he converted to Islam. Trickle down economics. Stop drinking. Or me? No, he stopped drinking. He stopped drinking? Yeah. I thought you were telling me to stop drinking. Just oh. the, I thought you were like, you know what? These are the facts. But also TMT, by the way. Stop drinking. You, sh- you drink too much. You are my <laughs> drinking partner. I don't but drink a lot. 
Tim Tai yesterday, I was like, Tim Tai, let's go out for a glass of wine. Yeah. And then I look up three bottles later and I was like, um That's a glass ish. <laughs> it's we had we had a glass of wine. Fact number three. Yeah. One time Bukasa was really upset at mm. the Italian ambassador mm-hmm. to the Central African Republic. Yeah. So he caned him. He caned him. He caned him. Okay. This was his ambassador from his country. This was the white Italian ambassador right. from Italy okay. in his country. He, um, an Antonio, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. An Antonio of sorts. Yes. Okay. I know what the lie is. I'm ready for you. I'm ready this week. I am ready. Let's go. The lie 100% is the Islam conversion one. I think that's the lie. I'm so sure. Wow, Tentai, like, I nearly believed you yeah. that you knew what the lie was. Wow, <laughs> that is true? Yeah. Oh my God, that is crazy. How so, is that real? Uh, so the lie is that he came, the Italian guy? Yeah. Okay. He slapped him. Okay. Okay, ah. so, okay, let, let me get the lie out of the way. That's like, that's like hugging an Italian, slapping them. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I don't know if I should give a brief bio on John Bedell before okay. we go into the facts. What do you think? I think you should give a brief bio. I think people should know how this... Man came to be. Yes. How it came to be that all these things are true. Yes. And that he slapped. Yes. Yeah. So you didn't even consider for one second that his son-in-law did, tried to kill him with a no, hand that's, grenade. No, that's just... That's just... Typical. Yeah. Di- yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Weird stuff happens with dictators. True. Yeah. So, Jean Bedell was born on the 22nd of February, 1921. Okay. He was one of 12 children of a village chief. His father was very um, anti-colonialist. At this mm-hmm. point in time, the French were the colonizers and occupiers. Mm. And his father was um, fighting against villagers, like he was a chief. His villagers being forced to do forced labor for French companies. They beat his father to death in front of him. A bunch of Frenchmen. Yes. Um, and it was so bad that his mother then committed suicide because she could not get over the loss of her husband. Wow. So this is how John Bedell's early life starts off. Uh, he wasn't really good at school, so, but they wanted him to be educated because his father was the village chief. He came from a... The village he comes from was like the first uh, tribe that the French had contact with in the Central African Republic. And so they were the most like, I want to say francophone. They were the most like French. They were the most educated. Mm-hmm. Um, because the most Western at the time. I, I guess, yes. Yeah. And so he, even though this happens with his dad, he uh, ends up joining the French Free Army. So he fights to liberate Paris from the... He joins the Free Army, so he's fighting against the Nazis. He fights in Indochina. He fights in Vietnam. This becomes important later on. Um, and he rises up. like He's probably... He gets the highest award you can get as an African man in mm-hmm. the French Army. Mm-hmm. So he becomes sort of like a war hero. Comes back, heads up the army. Yeah. His cousin is... Deco, who is the Daco. His cousin is Daco, who is the president. So his cousin, they're like cousins, but they're not guys. Yeah. Like, 
they're from the same tribe and they are actually cousins but a bit like they don't really get on mm-hmm. you know but he leads the army because he is the french war hero yeah um and he his uncle is actually Boganda. Can I remember Boganda Day? I can't remember Boganda yes, Day. Yes, so he's also related to Boganda. So they all come from the same tribe, same village, whatever. Um, so he does what a lot of uh, power-hungry men do. And he coups, does a coup, coup d'etat. Mm. Throws off his cousin, doesn't kill him. He's like, just go and chill somewhere. Um, I was reading... I was reading some U.S. cables, and Daco was described as a very nice guy. Like he's nice. He's not a great president. It's not yeah. particularly like a strong man, but he's like a sweet guy. Good vibes. Good vibes. Very ineffective. Yeah. <laughs> but so he overthrows his cousin, and the French are really excited because he loves France. Mm. He calls Charles de Gaulle Papa. Yikes. Yeah, he goes on hunting trips with the uh, French president at the time, and they would go to the like on hunting trips for two weeks together, like they were buddies. He also gifted him diamonds, and that came back to bite the French president in the buttocks. But okay, so now he is president, right? Um, and then in 1972, he declares himself president for life. I can now talk about some of the facts, so I'll just talk about them in the timeline as they happen. Okay. The first one. Gaddafi. This is, this is actually the one I want to hear the most about. Because okay. how on earth is this true? Okay. After declaring himself president for life, but before crowning himself as an emperor mm-hmm. and changing the republic to a Napoleonic empire, Gaddafi enters the picture. MG, as we like to call him on this podcast. Who? MG, as he's famously known as on this podcast. First of all, no. Gaddafi is also spelled with a Q. Oh, MQ. I prefer MG. Um, can we do anything about that? Stay away to maybe hop on Wikipedia and change it to a G. Are you serious? Real G's move in silence like Gaddafi. Gaddafi never moved in silence a day in his I'm life. talking about the G in his name. Okay, yeah, so go on. MG walks into the picture. MQ walks into the picture. Libya's Muammar, hmm. not Muhammad, Muammar Gaddafi, visits the Central African Republic because he's trying to spread Islam in Africa. Um, he's aggressively promoting Islam, according to some people, in sub-Saharan Africa. He came to Bangui, which is the capital, with a very large amount of cash. It said Bukasa was given a million dollars to become a Muslim. Ministers were given $100,000 and civil servants $10,000 in cash. Yeah, I, you know, I would accept it. Oh, uh, Jean Bedabwe. <laughs> Bokasa not only accepted it, he then baptized himself Salahuddin Ahmed Bokasa. Oh, he yeah. said, uh, Who's Jean Bedel? Are you sure this guy is on Yoruba? <laughs> and he outlawed alcohol, and orange juice became the drink of the day, according to sources. Because prior to this, Jean Bedel was a bit of a fish. And his preferred drink was Chivas Regal. That whiskey, yeah. So okay. after he banned the whiskey, his drink became orange juice. 
Nice. I like oranges. Chivas actually come and sponsor me. Say I'm dropping your name anyhow. Anyways, <laughs> now this Rafi visit. Should I tell you the best part of this visit? There are two things. There, we already know the best part is a million dollars. No, I want to tell you the best part. The highlights, John Bedell. So he knows Gaddafi is coming, right, to try yeah. and convert him to Islam. Yeah. Uh, Gaddafi obviously has a bigger agenda. No, 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 no. What? He's just like a more important dude. Like oh, Libya is yeah. a bigger country. Okay. They have oil. They're rich. Gaddafi mm-hmm. is known all over the world. In terms of Central African republics, yeah. small fish, big fish, big fish, yeah. right? So he's really excited. Gaddafi is coming and decides to throw a welcome party for him. And in the welcome party, he has a troop of local dancers. And uh, let me just read the source. I know this is funny already. <laughs> Bokasa organized a local dance troupe of bare-breasted maidens yeah. dancing erotic African dances while sometimes saying Asalaamu Alaikum. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, BBM. Another source says that they were not bare breasted. It did not say they were bare breasted, but the other source says that they were ferociously gyrating. Now, uh, <laughs> uh, no, twerking. Uh, I'll say that. I saw that Like Oh, babe, I literally. Oh, that's so funny. It's such a good visual. And, Gaddafi was like, what oh. is going on? This is not what he's used to. I like it when you surprise someone that is very difficult to surprise. Yeah. And then, so Gaddafi shows this movie. So he's brought this movie called The Message that's made by the Libyan government mm. and filmed with the approval of religious authorities in Cairo, mm. right? And so this movie is about the prophet yeah. Muhammad. The Message. Yeah, essentially. But the movie was made in English. But they spoke French. They speak French. And there was no translation, French mm. translation of the movie. So Bokasa said, please pause it. <laughs> Do we have pausing at the time? No, he actually made them like pause the movie. They paused the movie. How is there more? How does this get funnier? I'm so scared to hear what happened. <laughs> they couldn't find a translator, so they found a university student <laughs> who then had to produce the daunting task of doing simultaneous translation <laughs> so what Adisoa just tried to say was that they found she's oh she's inconsolable right now she said they found a university student and he translated the movie as it was playing live for world leaders imagine you're just in your uni dorm you have your exams next week you're hungry and Abacha pulls you out of class because you have to understand this is not just a world leader. It is a sick man. It is a sick man calling to come and perform for him and Gaddafi. Also, like, this is in the middle, so it's urgent. They walk into your class and they're like, where is, where is Toby? <laughs> I heard you speak English well. Toby that speaks English, stand up. <laughs> Toby's like, here we go again. And you just, you learn one language and suddenly, Toby's like, yeah, who... And he just sees the president of his country looking at you. First of all, like, if that happened to me, I would just first try and say, tell my parents, like, I don't know what's going to go on, but you guys leave the house. Yeah. Either I'm getting a big bag or I'm getting in a body bag. Either way, <laughs> I'll see you in a week. Like, life is not going to be the same. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Things are changing. Good or bad? Who's to tell? Who's to say? <laughs> who's to say? We'll see how it goes. So there's this other funny translation story. Yeah. So um, Idi Amin, 
another very horrible man and Bokasa considered each other brothers so he used to call him he used to say Bokasa was little bro and Idi was big bro right mm. so Bokasa invites Idi Amin to come over to Central African Republic and Idi Amin responds really flowery and he was like oh my darling brother King Kong King Kong like thank you so much for the invitation and so 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 and so on and so on they put up Ugandan flags everywhere in Bangui like mm. all the down the road and stuff they moved, brought all the foreign embassy staff and stuff to, brought them all to the airport yeah. to come and greet Idi Amin waiting 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 Idi Amin is not there apparently the translator had mistranslated Idi Amin's message. Yeah. Idi Amin had said thanks for the invitation, but I won't be able to come now. But I can come in like two weeks later from the days that yeah. he had invited him or something. The translator shah made me sick. So how did that end up for the translator? Jail. Jail. <laughs> Straight. Oh, I'm surprised he didn't kill him. That's yeah, good. Progress. Like, Progress in Central Africa. So like he really liked jailing people and he also really liked beating people. But not killing them. The killing comes later. I th- you know it's how violent is, you know. The li- oh, that's a good name for a book, by the way. The killing comes later. I'm, I'm, I'm trademark that now. Dibs, dibs. Oh my god. The killing comes later. All of you listening, don't st- stop it. So, I, I, I see you writing it down. Stop. Tim That's mine. Sorry, back to your story. So okay. Are you serious? Yeah. Keep going. Now let's talk about his son-in-law. Yeah, let's talk about that guy. But before we can even talk about his son-in-law, shall you? Well, you want to talk about his actual kids? Yes. That's a, I mean, this is amazing. This is a good story. Okay. Bokasa had 18 to 20 wives. Bokasa okay. had this thing. He liked flavor. <laughs> his wives were called by their nationalities. You had the German, the Romanian, the Gabonese, the Vietnamese. <laughs> The Taiwanese, <laughs> the Belgian. Could he had he had the French one. Could he speak I mean. to them? Um, Did he need to? That's the way you want to ask me. I, I was <laughs> one of his wives, the Romanian wife. She was part of a dance troupe. Romania was sending a dance troupe around Africa to meet the heads of state and I guess transfer whatever international yeah. relations. They send this tr- dance troupe and Bokasa sees them and he's like, "Oh, you guys should stay in the palace." Like, you know what? Speaking of international <laughs> relations, y'all should stay in my house. Like <laughs> what? And then he proceeds to go through the dance troupe. Apparently. Three a day. He sleeps with them three a day. Yeah, and then he, he's like, "Oh, you, you're the prettiest. I'm gonna marry you." Okay. And that's how the Romanian became his wife. And she was cool with it. I, I mean, I guess. Okay. Instead of, I don't know, they had diamonds in the Central African Republic, and she was moving into a palace. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, I see it. I mean, it beats dancing. The Taiwanese, the Taiwanese one. He went to Taiwan to meet with the government and the waitress in his hotel. He was like, "Oh, you're cute. Be my wife." And she was like, "Okay." Uh, no, she was <laughs> like, "She was like, I'm not sure." And the Taiwanese government were like, "We want you so much, but I'm maybe be sure." Be his wife. Yeah. This is not romantic at all. I, I do like the idea of like him just seeing a random woman. But he was like a romantic. No, I th- I like the idea of him seeing a random woman. I mean, like, be my wife. And it's just like... No, I okay. mean, she says... I, I, I mean, it kind of, at some point in time, runs back to Taiwan, calls the embassy and is like, please rescue me. I've, I imagine most of them did that, or a lot of them. She was the only one? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. There was, I think it also happened with um, in one of these... East European it wasn't the Romanian, it was someone else. But she, her country knew about what he does, so 
she was actually an agent oh yeah and they were just like oh see this pretty girl and and he was like oh wife and they're like yeah he got <laughs> it he, he got him he felt he took the bait yeah and she was like the favorite or something she was the second favorite for a while oh, okay and then he was and apparently she used to bed everyone because obviously she's not really there for him like, she used to bed like other people yeah jesus Apparently, some guy who worked in the palace rode her bicycle. No, literally, like literally rode her bicycle that was packed outside. Yeah. And Jean Bidel killed him. Whoa. She couldn't stay faithful to her husband who had 18 other, 17 other wives. Yeah. Ah, women. <laughs> also, he had three wives named Marie. Okay. Some were white, some were black. He had two wives named Nguyen. Okay. Yeah, he had two Vietnamese wives with the same name. Weird. He had two daughters named Martine. Martine. One was called Vre Martine, and the other one was called Faux Martine. I do like the name Martine. Which means the true Martine and the false Martine. Basically, he was a soldier. He was fighting for the French army. Yeah. He marries this woman. They yeah. have a child called Martine. And then he goes on like break, whatever. His toys over. But he thinks he's going to come back to Vietnam for another tour. So he leaves them. Well, that's how the story goes. That's the romanticized version. He probably just left. He probably just left. He just left. And then there's now the collapse of French rule in Vietnam. Vietnam. So the French pull out of Vietnam anyways. But apparently what happens is a couple of years later, he's like 26, 30 children deep official children it's like yo what about my kid he's like wait this is when he's like fancying himself like an emperor and all these things so he's like my royal blood is somewhere in vietnam he charges the french with finding his daughter martine she'll be 18 years old this is literally the princess diaries this is the (laughs) storyline this is the storyline yes so the french find martine an 18 year old martine and they send her to Bangui. They send her to Bokasa. He has a huge, like, festival type of welcome for her. Two weeks later, the French find the real Martin. Mm. The one whose mom has a picture with him. The one who has her French, uh, her, her birth certificate because he had gotten her French citizenship. Yeah. Real Martin is a poor girl selling cigarettes on the side of the road. Oh, dear. So, like bro excitement and her mom is one of the Nguyens and she's excited because she missed it well I don't know she would have to tell us that but she was broke Mm. and they were living really badly because there was a lot of racism and her kid was half black yeah and her kid was early because you know later on you have more half black children that come when the American Mm. when the American starts their own uh, (laughs) entry into Vietnam but at that point in time it was not as common as it would become later on so they were living really crap lives Mm. anyways they find the real Martin French are like what do we do we messed up they bring real Martin over to Central African Republic he throws fake Martin in jail and then he's like actually I like you come and he adopts her and then names her Fo Martin and calls his daughter. He names her Fo Martin. Like, well, I don't know if he names her Fo Martin, well, but the they media. called them in the house. I mean, there's at this point there's plenty of children, yeah. and so they just said, "This is the false one. This is the true one." The media called them Fo Martin and Voya Martin. I love that. He starts dressing them alike. This is weird already. It's been weird from the jump. Yeah. Starts dressing them alike and then begins their auction for marriage. Oh no. 
False Martin is given to a young soldier and True Martin is given to a young doctor. Okay. So where did the doctor get the grenade from? Is um, this that's soldier? the joke. That's the joke. Oh, what? So, oh, yeah, yeah. Is the soldier? Yeah. Who was so dumb? Because let me just tell you something. So the soldier tries to do a coup. Which why? Because that's what soldiers do. When the, the moment a soldier is in proximity of power, a coup is happening. I guess. Yeah. I guess, but like your life was kind of soft, like. Because the Martins were like some of his favorites, you yeah. know, in terms of children. Like this man is born in babies, like, mm. like it's nothing. But anyways, I don't know. He shy was like, your daddy, your fake daddy got to go. Mm. So he does a coup. He is the leader of the coup. Throws a hand grenade, forgets to pull the pin. It's typical soldiers. Incompetent. Yeah. You're so incompetent. One job. So he throws his hand grenade. Dumb dumb does not pull the pin. Like, what type of soldier are you, anyways? What type of time? Anyway, so I'm sure the doctor would have remembered to throw the pin. I I feel like the doctor would have. You know, attention to detail. I say this thing so much on the Mm. podcast. I'm sure if anyone who works for me listens to this podcast and they hear attention to detail, they will be triggered. You plan a whole coup, have co-conspirators, do all these things. Honestly, if Bokasa hadn't killed him after that, if I was his co-conspirator, I would have mocked him in the jail before they had a <laughs> chance to behead him. Are you are you bluffing? So he just threw it and Bokasa He just like, threw it at his feet and Bokasa is not just a soldier. He's also a war hero. He knows what a pulled grenade looks like. So he looks at his foot and he's like, that's cute. He's probably like embarrassed a little bit as well. I would be embarrassed if my son-in-law tried to kill me with, the, with an unpulled un- pin grenade. Do you, is this a cartoon? I'd be like... But I feel like even in cartoons, they pull They pull the, the grenade. Like, like, what what were you thinking? How old are you? I would be like, I would scold him before I killed him. Yeah, you had one job. So. Uh, the story gets really grim because fake Martine was pregnant at the time. Uh-oh. When she gives birth, Bokasa orders the baby, gives birth to a baby boy, and he's like, I don't want him to avenge his father. Mm. So he orders the baby killed and he tells doctor husband of true martin yeah to kill the baby and he does i think it's a do or die situation like i mean maybe he could have tried to disappear the baby i don't know but the baby would have been half vietnamese no well quarter the the baby would have been presenting as mixed like i don't think he i don't know i'm not trying to excuse a murderer because no i mean it would be hard to cover i feel like it would be hard to cover up but so he does take out his nephew infant nephew on the orders of his father-in-law, who and is said nephew's grandfather. True. This is Greek mythology. True. Yeah. Fake Martin is disappeared uh, not long after that. So Fake Martin, her husband, her baby, and after Bukasa is finally removed from power, Doctor Husband is charged and found guilty of the murder of the baby. I have a question. Okay. Did Fake Martin know about the coup? I, it's not clear from at least what I read it's not clear I just I just can't imagine coming from poverty scamming your way into you know affluence and wanting more no not even wanting more just plotting to kill the guy maybe she never forgave him for when he threw her in jail fair how I saw it is two things is either she had no idea yes. right which is very likely or somebody who conned her way into somebody's house can end up trying to kill the person 
yeah. if we look at her as a con man it's a psychological issue right where it's like not, nothing's ever enough yeah yeah like he, there's you always want more like that type of some takers always take you know yeah Respect but um some some of the sources i read on fake martine made it seem like she did not know she was a con her mom was like oh that is your dad also very likely yeah so she didn't know she was the fake martine her name was martine she was 18 years old like, she was mixed she was mixed mm. everything fit her mom was like that's the african soldier who's your dad her mom prob- it's very likely her mom wasn't even sure <laughs> yeah or like maybe she forgot what the guy really Look looked like, like yeah. after I, I, or like i mean her mom might not have been sure. Yeah, she. I mean, so like, it's very possible. It's very possible. So she might not have been a con man, right? Mm. She might have just. Mm. So there's, there's so many. And that would explain his leniency towards, towards her, towards mm-hmm. you know them, I guess. Yeah, but I feel really bad for how she ended up. Life expectancy of the spouses of uh, people who marry like dictators' kids mm-hmm. short. Short. Oh, short budget. I mean, it's interesting because what are you going to do? Say no. I know, but also if they tell you like, oh, come and marry my daughter, a lot of men want that. Yes, but even the ones that are smart enough to not want it know the price of saying I'm good, thank you. Fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, that is another truth. So the lie. Let's get to the lie. It's the lie time. time. When I first read about this, it was from the American ambassador talking about it. So one time, the Italian ambassador was like, "We're reducing aid to Central African Republic." Okay. Bukasa slapped, dirty slap. Mm. Like what do they call that? Like a forty, like you know that. He slapped the Italian man right there and then in public. Mm. In public. I do. You know, Italians are also like some of the only white people that understand a good slap. They like to slap. An Italian will slap you before he punches you. Fair enough. You know what? I will take that. So obviously, the Italian could not slap him back. Um, (laughs) The Italians withdrew their ambassador, they left their embassy in the hands of a code clerk and from Picasso's point of view slapping foreign dignitaries was effective mm. was an effective technique so was it his first time or his last time um it wasn't so the person who he nearly caned so he caned a lot of people okay this is how it was explained is that people did not send their most important diplomats to central african republic nor should they a lot of countries in the world i'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) so he was like slapping junior diplomat he like he was just like you're a small boy yeah yeah you know you're forming big because you are here Mm -hmm. i am the Mm -hmm. italian ambassador (laughs) (laughs) one time he got into it with the american American ambassador. Oh, see, that's... Okay, do you want to know why he got interviewed with the American ambassador? I would love to know. Because he had caned this journalist. I, You know what? I have to tell you the story. Bokasa had arrested two American journalists. One was called Michael Goldsmith, who was the Africa correspondent for the Associated Press. Okay. Not a small man. The other was Jonathan Randall of the Washington Post. Damn, AP and the Washington Post. I love this so much. The thing is, the Goldsmith guy had kind of messed up. He had posted his letter through their 
the Central African uh, Republic's official post office or something like that. Like, and he was writing bad things. Show him giving him giving it to a friend or something. Someone yeah, else. yeah. And he was obviously writing bad things about Bokasa, which yeah. is fair enough. And Bokasa was like, "You're talking about me." Bokasa picked up the letter and he called the students that he called that, that he. <laughs> said, what did he say? <laughs> they call me here, Joe. Yeah, what are you? Are you? Were you in school? Sorry, sorry. I read this thing. <laughs> Help me. So he picks up these two journalists, and the other journalist didn't really do anything his writing wasn't that bad so they were able to get randall the washington post guy out so yeah. able to get him out of prison right or out of jail mm-hmm. but the goldsmith guy had written stuff that bocasa did not like so he was not he said associated press why are your associates when he arrested goldsmith he personally no. beat no, him no. with his cane no, he no. came to- <laughs> and you know how these are uh, you know how like these people right yeah, have yeah, you seen these why i've seen an african like, man cane so before no have you of course a grown one yes like a grown man caning a grown man no i'm not saying a grown man well Well, actually yes soldiers nigerian soldiers okay i've seen that but i think like i'm trying to just imagine a president taking cane and beating a white journalist it's really not that funny because he beat him bad I'm just I'm looking up a, I'm looking up a picture of Vukas. I want to see how physically imposing he was. He's, he's not he doesn't look very imposing, but he looks wicked. Yeah, yeah he kind of looks like Quincy Jones in some pictures. Guess what? what? So Michael Goldsmith, right? They're trying to get him out of jail for weeks. They just feed him banana and water, and then the White House calls the ambassador, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Guy, Goldsmith is married to Lyndon B. Johnson's niece, ah, uh, Mr. Jumbo." <laughs> so Jumbo swung that Jumbo around and said, "You better go and get a southerner. You, Lyndon B. Johnson's nephew, uh, niece's husband, is the person that they are killing and they have thrown in jail and he dies eating banana. So they went. They told him. So they told the ambassador. They said this is not a like yeah. the White House is not playing. Not that oh they just took an American. It's a personal. Like, we're, we're talking about a country that destabilizes governments for fun. <laughs> so they said go and tell him to release that man. So when the ambassador now goes, the American ambassador goes to tell Bukasa, you know, Bukasa first refuses to meet him for a while mm-hmm. and then the guy goes to tell Bukasa it's like guy please this guy's important he's sorry mm. let him, please let him go Bukasa raised the kid and said basically like don't let me cane you too <laughs> you better get out of here I do like that he's self-aware enough to realize that every official in his country is low level like there's a reason why they sent you to this country <laughs> not Nigeria <laughs> you were important to have sent you to a country with oil <laughs> I mean, I I don't let me be busy. It's so funny because the Americans are like, oh, he had the sense to not touch the American diplomat even though he slapped the Italian. But I'm like, I'm, that's normal. But don't, I'm sure you, you, you did not know. Yes, you were not yes. sure if I was going to kill you or not. <laughs> but apparently, even though he responds like this, he does acquiesce and releases Goldsmith. Okay. By the way, because Bokasa is tapped. Mm. Like every single thing I've said today, I didn't even think I've been able to convey just how weird he is. How tapped he was. Just how tapped he was. But let me tell you what he does. He doesn't tell anyone he's going to release Michael Goldsmith. He mm. just, first of all, starts, Michael Goldsmith just starts getting better food in prison. Mm. And then... See, so, so that boy, they don't, don't let him die. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then he invites him to the presidential palace, mm-hmm. starts feeding him champagne. He's like, you're going home today. Like, um, 
Let's say the flight is at eight. You know, like how everybody knows the time of Virgin and Beef. Yeah. Like the flight leaving at nine p.m. to America. That's your flight. You're going. You're going home. Don't worry. But let's chill. Like, let's have some champagne. I know I beat you, but it's okay. They bring like Grand Prix or something. Yeah. Like like a fancy champagne, yeah. and they start drinking it. And he's gisting him. He's like, "Yeah, man, my time in Indochina." Mm. Like, oh, like I saw your AP reporter. Have you been to this place? Have you been to this place? He's trying to get drunk with this guy. And do they get drunk? Was the guy? Of course, the guy has to drink. So I have to have beats you like that. So it the just, guy. It feels is, like you know when your when your mom beats you as a kid and then she comes with food later. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except now this is a dictator and who champagne. kills people and it's champagne. The guy is like looking at the watch like I'm leaving tonight. The flight is going to go. You know, like, oh no 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 no. Don't worry, the plane, they're holding the plane. <laughs> when I'm finished, just I mean, if a president can't hold a plane in the country, then what are we doing here? An emperor. An emperor, my bad, sorry. An emperor. If a Muslim emperor... No, he was only he Muslim converted. for a few weeks. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. This was after. Okay, no, no, no. I'm going to... Co- okay, so this Muslim thing, yeah. yeah. Oh, bad. So he was Muslim for a few weeks, mm-hmm. and then he decided he wanted to be emperor. And he wanted the Pope to come and do his coronation. Right. Okay. I see how that's a, not a good look for a Muslim <laughs> emperor. So he drops the Muslim stuff. Yeah. Because he was just like, mm, now really I've spent that one million. He His coronation, by the way, was paid for by France. 50 million. It cost 50, 40 to 50 million. In what year? This is in 70. Okay. So we know of, yes, that's like. That's like maybe a hundred million now. <laughs> it was the budget, Central African Republic's budget for a year. <laughs> I mean, um, those those guys were broke. He saw himself as the second coming of Napoleon. Oh, in case anyone is wondering, before I finish, enter this. Michael Goldsmith made it home. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. His crown alone cost, uh, reportedly cost like five million. He used a Concorde. This was when back in the day when Concorde used to fly to bring in plates, not plates. Let me use the proper words to bring in French china, French chandeliers, French champagne glasses, vintage Dom Perignon. So just basically, basically uh, just cleared out Marie Antoinette's her cellar. I just found out some information. I've been very excited to find out. What? Besides? Yeah. Is that why he loves Napoleon? Yeah. Oh, that's why he loves Napoleon. My man is a 50. That is to say he's a solid 5 feet 0 inches tall. No! Yes. No, 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 Five foot. The difference between our heights is the difference between your height and his height. No. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. He's a tiny man. Look at him no. in his emperor regalia. No, because I thought he's beautiful. He... he looks like a Barbie doll, like a you know, like a Ken. Like not a Ken, but like a I don't know. This is wow. His regalia is gorgeous. I want like he looks red, good. flowing red he robes. He looks good. He looks huge. Good huge crown he cuts a nice figure in this he looks like a no wonder he loves napoleon you don't understand like monty python he just wow he he saw himself as napoleon Mm. fully because he also was very french he had a very weird relationship with france for someone whose dad they killed but he loved france Mm. like he loved being french actually when they kick him off uh, his caning doesn't stop and uh, at some point in time he canes and kills school children Yikes. and the French are like okay now this is too much yeah this is where we draw this the is line where they draw the line and so they fund a coup sent into paramilitary guys and they put his cousin Daco back 
into power. Wow. First he flees to Côte d'Ivoire and then he goes to France and he's because he's broke. I mean if you think you're an emperor, I understand why you have like 19 wives and like 40 children. But then if you're a broke man on the run, mm-hmm. having that many wives and children becomes tough. You become the canon. <sighs> Nakano just announced baby number 10. I know. What are we doing here? What are we What he are we doing? He is here? competing with Boris Johnson. Do you know how many babies Boris has? How many? Boris has a lot of babies. I think he officially claims maybe five. Mm. You don't know about this. I know he had kids running up and down. You don't know about him and his babes? I know about him and his babes. I, oh, know, he has, I know him being faithful is like um me being tall. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. Oh, John, John Bukasa giving you high five. <laughs> How can this man be five foot? Yeah, it's crazy because Napoleon is actually five two. So Napoleon. No, do you know? But Napoleon is actually taller than that. No, he was taller than five two. Yeah, but historical records just. I think he was like my height. Okay. So yeah, but yeah. wasn't that tall five. for a man of of the time? No, it was. Was he considered short in his time? I don't, I don't know like I because I, I read one a source that was saying that like it's blown out of proportion his short man syndrome mm, mm. situation because I know men of the, those times were wow, quite wow so Jean Bocasa was five foot mm. that's short in any era of human okay existence. I'm sorry Leave Boris Johnson has seven kids by the way that's seven a, that's a lot I told you yeah. I'm sure there might be more there might be more. I told you, Boris and Nick. There might be more. If Nick is claiming them. Nick is I do, at I do every like maternity shoot, man. Taking pics. He's proud of what he's doing, which is kind of psychotic. But also, not being proud is like bad parenting, but being proud is psychotic. Like, stop. Yeah, man. Guess what happens? After he goes to France, he's oh. found guilty for his crimes in absentia. He comes back to the Central African Republic at some point in time in his old age, expects to be welcome back as a hero yeah they throw his in jail damn they threw his old ass in jail he was tried for his crimes he was convicted of all of his crimes except for the charge of cannibalism he, he just hung out with the army he wasn't eating people was like i know i said he's my brother boy <laughs> you know everything your family does it used to do show me your friends and i'll show you who you are oh yeah so and then at that point he decides that he is jesus christ's 13th disciple okay you know you have the 12 disciples and he's yeah. like i'm the 13th i one. was i was there i was yeah i was i'm just five old so you couldn't see me yeah yeah I he's was. descended from the pharaohs he's been muslim he's <laughs> been catholic he's been an emperor he's been a president he's been french he's been (laughs) he's central african and now he's jesus's 13th disciple interesting interesting psychotic Mm. psychotic quick one just like as a fun fact which i want to start leaving people with before we end every episode of the podcast boris johnson has stated that his favorite film ever is the godfather and this is a direct quote due to the multiple killings at the end just something for people to know wow yeah wow yeah wow if you have a british passport that's your boy that's your man wow that's your man wow is he still prime minister no well in his acting like who's the, like what's he's, going on there? He said that um, you know he's not prime minister anymore, but till someone comes, yeah, he's, he'll, still he's prime minister. So he he's basically demoted himself from prime minister to acting prime minister. It's, it's the same salary apparently. That's nice. Yeah. You know I I would like to demote myself from 
actual adult to acting adult and still so we find a better adult at this why we'll be here in this position to keep things in place but like if there's somebody who is really more qualified to step in and live my life for the more qualified at this pops up please let me know <laughs> and i do want to say like i i said on this podcast i love learning and um our listeners have taken it really seriously i just received resources i just received my fourth book yesterday yeah i remember that (laughs) you were right there i was right there we were on our third bottle of wine (laughs) and someone came up and he was like listen i've just heard you guys talk about history for the last 40 minutes and there's this book you really like and he goes to his car gets the book signs it but it's so and gives it to her amazing yeah no honestly like amazing that place is my f- favorite place to go honestly i two of my books have come from sitting down drinking wine in that spot which that's i'm crazy. not gonna say after i left so. i was like oh, i can't go back there for like another two months why yeah just because that's your spot man oh uh, yeah. yeah man. Uh, i don't want to take people there that's bad manners <laughs> yeah but that's um, bad manners no thank you guys thank you for the book and thank you to everyone who sends us content resources anything you think i'd find interesting or send it to the page like i know we engage with you on social media and now we have our twitter back it is at dirty lie pod at dirty lie pod we put it in our handle on instagram and yeah so you can follow us interact with us tell us <laughs> stories you know i honestly we love it so much you guys make this not feel like i'm just talking into a mic <laughs> it doesn't feel like a job guys it feels like a calling <laughs> <laughs> also thank you to the people that pray for us because i feel it sometimes i'm just like oh that's someone just prayed for me you know it's like it yeah you, you don't you don't feel like a random blessing every now and then every so cute sometimes i'm just like walking around and it's oh okay someone you just prayed so for me. so cute tim Tyle. that is thank adorable you. thank you to everyone that's praying for us um we'll talk soon have a lovely 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 week goodbye